Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, micro-batch bourbon, and limited-release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit OldRaleighDistillery.com. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Old Raleigh Distillery for exclusive updates and behind-the-scenes content. Old Raleigh Distillery, where every sip tells a story. I don't know if it's like having two children and only one can win or something, or having 10 children and only one can win, yeah. but but this vote of the top two bartenders was less than 10. And every year we learn something new. And in the last two years, we've learned that people do not know by definition what a suburb is. You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm your host, Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball. You'd be surprised what people will tell us. Our MO is telling stories no one else is telling. So this podcast is where you get the inside access to stories you won't read anywhere else. So let's dive into some of Raleigh Magazine's biggest stories. It's official Raleigh Magazine's newest issue unveils our city's 50 best bars and bartender of the year. Not chosen by the magazine, but by you, the public. Thousands of you voted, with many too close to call coming down to the wire races. With me today to talk about the 2023 class from OG heavyweights to newcomers shaking up the scene is Editor-in-Chief Melissa Housem. I have to say, I actually love this list. I love this list. I love this issue. I love Best Bars issue, I mean, in general. And as you guys are listening to this, um, we just had our awards party last night celebrating all these winners. So this is super exciting. The the issue is on the street today, uh, starting to be on the street today. So you can grab it if you're not a subscriber and read all about it. Yeah. And a little bit about last night. We held the party each year. We move it from um, either a new bar that's opening mm-hmm. to um, OG, you know, great place that's celebrating a big anniversary. Um, and as many of you know, Circa will close its doors probably sometime in the next year, this mm-hmm. year. And so it's an industry bar. It's a great bar. Drew's a fabulous guy to work with. Absolutely. And I've been you, friends with Drew for a long time. And 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 we should say they're not closing by choice. They're no, just no. closing that location. And they, right. And they are looking for other places to move it. But I don't know that, you know, it's, it is a special place. It is unique. And as our party's gotten to the place, it's 250 plus people. Right. So we can't do this party just anywhere. And you've always been really great about... Um, very important to you. This is your seven for best bars. And it's been very important to you that the location of the party has something specifically relevant to the year or something that a moment in time in Raleigh. Yeah. First year we did it at Junction West when they opened their doors. Mm -hmm. um, And most of the bartenders had never been in there. We were nerve wracked and we had to pack the place out with every bar owner. It was awesome. And coincidentally, um, we didn't have an after party plan that year. And everyone left Junction West and walked to Circa. I love that. So and so it's coming full, full circle. circle yeah. um, second year, we um, went to King's, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that we had an after that's, party at Neptune's. That's the wildfire year in my mind. Like you guys just like tore the roof. Oh down. God. I, so many people walked up to me and we had some, we, I'm sure that we, we maxed out capacity. The fire marshal had walked in, we would have been in trouble and people were like, you know, there's a bigger space in Raleigh. I'm like, but we loved it. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, the next year was the COVID year. We went to White Hill, put yeah. everybody at a separate table and had to stay 10 feet apart and outside only and two people yeah. and freezing and heaters and, and White Hill was great. Um, after party was at Dram when bars were supposed to be closed. Ooh. It was closed. It was closed. Place. It was private. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> next year we went to the Avenue. Mm-hmm. And... That was awesome. That, that was, was that a, had just opened, yes. so that was a moment um, really activating that part of Glenwood South, the top part, um, and sort of building an area that was meant for, in my opinion, at least not just twenty-one-year-olds. Yeah, of you course, know, um, it was great. And then last year was totally different. Which I had many people say, "Oh, you ought to do that again." But we went to Good Nights, and Good Nights yep. literally had had one practice show before they let us host. That our, was awesome. It was packed house. It was. It felt like an awards. You know, it felt like the Oscars. Everybody was seated. Um, it was fantastic. But in true form, we are we moved it. The show must go on. Exactly. You have to keep, <laughs> and it's always fun to take people different places. So Circa yeah. is um, was it, and we even did something else. We broke format, and the after party was there. I know it's going to, I mean, it, well, we haven't done it yet because we're recording this in advance, but I'm sure it was a blast. And I think it really fits our vibe, like Raleigh Magazine's, mm-hmm. you know, kind of edgy and, and hip. And obviously we want to be relevant. And, and I love a dive bar. Yeah. Let's face it. I mean, I just think Especially it's a, a dive bar big us. enough to hold 250 people. But let's tell everyone how this works before yes. we start talking about some of the winners. Um, we really do want people to understand we did not pick the winners. No. You did. <laughs> Not me. Not you. You, the listener. <laughs> you, the listener. But voting goes live October 1st. There's a ballot online, mm-hmm. and you there's no pull-down for best dive bar or um, best game day bar, best restaurant. It, it's fill in the blank. You fill in the blank. The only thing we launched um, last year and continue this year is we have nominees for Bartender of the Year, and mm-hmm. you there's a pull-down menu, and you choose. Now— there are rules because some of you broke the rules. <laughs> if you fill in more than four slots with the same bar name, mm-hmm. your ballot is tossed out. Yep. So don't vote for best bar food for Circa. Right. Right. Or whoever else. Right. You, you have to vote for, really put some time in it and think about it. And those, and also to be clear, like we established those rules like yes. on the link, uh, on the podcast, oh, yeah. in the magazine. Like we, we try to exhaust the point. So. And every year we learn something new. And in the last two years we've learned that people do not know by definition what a suburb is. Right. A suburb is not Briar Creek. You know, I'm going to change the question next year to say, what is your favorite bar in Wake County that is not in Raleigh? And I think that will solve the problem because, it's not yeah, I mean, between Durham and Raleigh, I'm like, those are not— I think people think of suburbs as, like, yeah, people say Briar fi- Creek. You know said, what I they mean? They just said they had well, yeah. Briar Creek. They had five points. They had yeah. North Raleigh. North Raleigh is not a suburb of Raleigh. Right. It's, it is A Raleigh. suburb <laughs> is Wake Forest, Cary, Zebulon, yep. Holly Springs, you know. Yes. That kind of thing. Luckily, people do understand—enough people understand that we still had a successful category— <laughs> Some great bars. Oh, absolutely. No, no. We, uh, the people, some people did get it. And, you know, the other funny thing is that bars have learned if they want to 
pretend to be too cool for school and they don't want to share it and they don't want to ask for the vote, then they're not going to get it. Right. Because let's face it, we're not going to just go home and think, oh, I should vote for this bar randomly. You have to be reminded and asked. Yeah, I mean, we only get... You know, we get one ballot in the office, and this is what we do for a living. We, we, I would like to say, other than people in the industry know more about bars and rally than anyone. But when I open that ballot, I'm oh. like, oh, what do I think is the best? You know, I went away from it two or three beer. times, and mm-hmm. I thought until I have my complete list, I don't want to start and then just forget right. about bars I really like. But if you are in the bars you frequent and you see a sign or a QR code that says "Vote for us," mm-hmm. and and specifically, and we would love to say this to the bar community, I think. Tell people what category you want them to vote for you in because we did see a couple bars where enough people voted for them, but they didn't excel in any one category, so they don't end up winning an award. Whereas if you can get in front of that and say, you know— Whiskey bar. Right. I'm a whiskey bar. This is what I want. Like, Dram. We're the best whiskey—or cocktail bar or whatever it is, you know? And so I think next year when when bars are—don't just say vote for us. Tell tell people what what you're after. There were some shakeups. There were— Yes. So to that point, best restaurant bar is definitely a category. First of all, I'd like to rephrase the question. Second of all, uh, she didn't know what a restaurant I, bar I was. I even I'm like, voted wrong. So she goes, she goes, I picked I picked a restaurant that I like the cocktails. I'm like, no, best restaurant bar means and the way we just and everybody else in the office knew it, or most of them understood it or didn't admit they didn't, was the right. idea that it's it's got a great bar scene that you would go to even if you weren't having dinner there. Right. So I think I think there's a couple of things that came out of this. I think one thing is right now we've got these questions crafted pretty much the way they run in the magazine. Mm-hmm. There's no reason we can't make the questions more deliberate to help people understand what we're after. I would like to do that next year. But like you said, most people got it. So the restaurant bar would be something that you, as you said, would go to even if you weren't going to dinner. Right. Um, and so we have this. It's not about the food. Right. It's not about the food. It's about like this is a place that I would go and meet somebody in the bar and have a drink. And so this was a fun one. Um, this is where we saw a newbie on the list, which is Madre. Two newbies. And Well, right. Um, and so Madre opened during 2023. Uh, splashed on the scene this summer. And um, just shy of probably making what will become a best restaurant. I mean, it is a phenomenal restaurant. But beyond that restaurant experience, uh, I just was there um, probably like two weeks ago. And I already knew then that they had made it, but I didn't let them know. And it was so cool to see then, right when we knew what was happening, the bar was four deep standing. And not in an obnoxious, I don't want to go there kind of way, but in the exact way Tyler said he dreamed it. Like, this is like a house party at your mom's house. And it's like uh, this serendipitous friend making. I could see people like on my way to the bathroom, because we were there dining, but I could see people on the way to the bathroom like chit-chatting the way you would at a cocktail party. Mm -hmm. And um, it was very sophisticated. Uh, the drinks are phenomenal. Um, it's very well-deserved. I'm very excited for them. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And another one that is not new to the scene, but certainly new to winning in this category is Coquette. What? At a, North Hills. Yeah. But I mean, a, I love that bar. Yeah. What a great grab for them. Yeah. Because for that part of town, it is a very cool bar to go sit at and whether you're having mimosas on Sunday or Bloody Marys or just I can't eating. tell you the number of times I've been in, been shopping and just wanted to have a drink and dashed in there. Um, and 
it, you know, just to have a drink and keep shopping. So I think I get it totally. Yeah. And there were some shakeups in some other categories too. Um, best game day. This one is funny because, you know, Raleigh's got his fair share of game day bars, but the Davy broke into the list. And, you know, I, <laughs> I have to say like when Lauren and I were writing this, we had a, we had a lot of fun with that because the Davy doesn't always have food. They do have occasional food, sort of like um, like a crock pot of food, but it's not the the place that you go in and order your sports bar staples like tater tots and fries and stuff. But it has become what we what we like to affectionately think of as almost like a game day suite experience. Like you're there, you know people, you're carousing, um, just like a lot of fanfare. Oh. It's just a great atmosphere for games. And- oh, I mean it's and and I'm going to tell you they have enough loyal. Fans, I tried to get in there on a Sunday. Um, if you're not there an hour before to to get one of those seats, I love upstairs, but their bar is such a happening spot with the doors open mm-hmm. and people walking that corner. You see so many people you know. It is such a great spot. And, you know, Matt Coleman, if any of you don't know him, Matt owns the bar, and he was the original manager at Fox's when it opened. Yeah. And so, I mean, he's got, you know, deep roots in the mm-hmm. Raleigh food and beverage scene. Yeah, I love that. And I think um, another, you know, just seeing uh, some newbies on the list um, outside of the mm-hmm. best new bar category. Um, and we had a new bottle shop. I mean, talk about <laughs> no shortage. Raleigh just loves bottle shops and breweries and things like that. And I do think it's really fascinating that our readers and followers seem to very clearly distinguish, you know, the best breweries versus the best bottle shops. There's there's actually not a lot of crossover, and I love that. But a new one that broke into this category this year was Rochambeau. Right. It's over there across the street from Transfer and Co. Yeah. Um, and, and Lauren, you know, Lauren loves it because she says she doesn't even go in there and look at, she asked the bartender, what's new in the cooler that I'm going to like? Yeah. She loves the fact that they will make picks and suggestions. They have a full liquor license. And so they have all kinds of stuff other than that. Mm-hmm. So you can get both, but it's a neat spot if you haven't checked it out. The other thing that's pretty cool was a spot that you've actually, I can tell a secret, someone's been down the red slide. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> breaking into the dive bar scene is uh, Johnson Street Yacht Club. And I love this because I love that it's also like it's two concepts in one. You have the downstairs dive and then you have the upstairs uh, rooftop bar. And between them, you have a slide, but it is hella fast. And what you will need is the liquor at the bottom for your sore bottom. Yes. <laughs> I knew she was going to say that. They, w- they were invited over on a Saturday. I met them after they did the slide. Um, yeah. And that's what I heard. Um, but, but a shout out to Kim Hammer, who owns... Johnson Street Yacht Club and also owns Bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Bittersweet is one of my favorite places. It's a great bar that's known for its great desserts and great cocktails. And they just were nominated, got their first beard nomination. I know. I mean, that is, I think everybody's excited about everyone else who made the list and you know who they are and it's all the same people and it's fantastic and we're so... Well, except Asha. Asha, right, but she's been nominated. But it's all great places, all people who deserve it. 
But bittersweet is the one that everybody's talking about. I know. And Raleigh knew. Like, I remember the last time, it was actually recently, I tried to go to bittersweet. There's a line down the street. There's always a line down the street. And this isn't like an architect, you know, dance bar. This is is dessert dessert and cocktail bar. And I love that they open early. So it's a great place to meet for a drink or a cup of coffee Mm -hmm. or something around lunchtime. I mean, it's they have long hours and they serve lots of different Parts yeah. of the day, day yeah, parts. and all are welcome. It's it's an amazing spot, well deserved for beard not semifinalists, and that kind of leads us to best new bars. Yes, there so. were two. A local icon since 1949, and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy. Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. You can join the celebration for their 75th anniversary on Saturday, April 20th, from 3 to 8 p.m. on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. For more event details and other Village District happenings, you can follow Village District on Instagram at shopvillagedistrict, visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com, or sign up to receive texts by texting the word VILLAGE to 919-701-0202. into the mix of your go-to hot spots with signature craft cocktails and neat pours, 12 rotating craft beers and eight rotating fine wines, plus cider and bubbles. The mix has the perfect pour for everyone. Take flight with beer, wine, whiskey, mezcal, and tequila. Or not in the spirit, craft cannabis gummies and high seltzers also invite. Sprawl out on the patio, post up on the couch with your laptop on a weekday, Catch the big game on multiple TVs or cozy up in the wine library for an upscale paired tasting. Weekly events keep the good times coming from tastings to live music and more. For the full lineup of events and offerings, visit BottleMix.com. Yes, with two X's. So that's BottleMixX.com. There were two. And so I, you can tell, you know, there's a, there's a lot of new faces, so to speak, on the scene um, in our list. But for the best new bars, one of the new, the one of the best new bar winners is Tapyard. And I have to say, I just really love this spot. I love this idea. Uh, Zach Medford is the owner who you guys might know from a variety of hospitality concepts that um, are have come and gone. Coglins, oh, rest in peace. Uh, Isaac Hunter's OG, um, and so, and a handful of others. And so, but for Zach, what's changed in the last 10 years or longer for him is now he's a married dad of three. And so what he wanted when he, two things I think he wanted when he created Tapyard is one, a space that is for everyone, for families, like really activates the experience of um, having something for the parents, but also a comfortable place to have your family. On New Year's, they even had like a family-friendly New Year's party. Early. Early, like seven and I or think, something. So I've been there a lot. And it it doesn't have quite the same feeling a brewery has. Um, it's a massive space. Mm-hmm. And in the front, it has a cocktail, I mean, a, a, a whiskey bar mm-hmm. that kids are not allowed in. Right. I, was, and, I wanted to make the points in adult Very bar clearly. <laughs> and then there's a big open space. They have live music every weekend. Mm-hmm. Good live music. Yeah. And the backyard, the the really the backyard of it has another tent event space. It has fire pits, rocking chairs, and I am yet to go. While they don't serve food and claim they serve food, 
there is always grilling. Oh, yeah, they have food. There's, I mean, meaning, they, they don't. What but. I'm saying is they have a food truck or somebody, including Zach, is staying at the grill yeah. making hot dogs doing something. Yeah, talk it, about your family, like feeling like you're at your mom's yeah. house, you know. So, and Stephanie, his wife, has done a phenomenal job with the programming, um, making it family friendly, but it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a kid bar. And that right. ends at a certain time and transitions into a, a great, fun adult bar as well. Yeah, you can certainly activate it for what you want. And I think the other part, just quickly on that, is where it is. It's sort of in this burgeoning area. You know, we joke because we have the district's name for each of our bars. And this one is like, what district is this? And Zach was like, can we call it the Tapyard District? <laughs> of course, no. right? It's like Gina's Bar. Yeah. So um, anyway, this is sort of on the edge of automotive. Mordecai and Oakwood. Mm -hmm. um, automotive, yeah. It is interesting that the two new bars are by, both by people who've been in the bar business in Raleigh for more than 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, and the other one is Niall Hanley's new space, um, Peggy's. Which is really that corner spot in Hibernian. People mm -hmm. are, you know, sometimes they rented it out for things, but it had never been anything. Has a separate entrance. It's called, you know, we laugh, it's Annie Betty's little sister. Yeah, we called her, her the sultry sister. sister. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Peggy's is small, but Greg from Annie Betty's helped with the crafting the menu. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's got great cocktails. Yes. But it's just a fun spot and talk about another corner that you can sit and look out and watch the traffic go by and good people watch. It's just a great little spot. Yes. So obviously there's there are so many bars. There's oh, yeah. way more for you to unfold. And um, we we made it fun, I think, to uh, it's fun to read every year, but we made it fun to read this year. We had a what we're drinking, yes. what you should be Specifically drinking. Specifically what we like to drink in these places. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend that you uh, grab an issue and check it out. But we will. So we're not going to tell you all, but we will go ahead and reveal the best overall. So best overall, the description of that is what that means is it, it's your bar. I say this all the time. It's the bar you go to when you're having the best day. You got your promotion. You got, you know, won the lottery. That's the bar you go to or on your worst day because they love you and they know you. It's your, that's your best overall bar. Yep. Um, and hands down, Dram and Draft has won this seven years going. Yeah, um, every year since they opened in their old year. space. Yep. Absolutely. And so they made the list again. And then um, Annie Betty's. Yes. Which is another favorite. And there, I'll let you talk about well, this. And Wilco. So, who's never been on the list at, for best overall. They finally broke. They were so close last year. I think we talked about that on the podcast last year, that it was like the the one, you know, there was one just outside. And so Wilco finally broke into that. It's also kind of an interesting thing because the other two best overall bars won in other categories, but Wilco only one. And this is something people are confused about. So you can't win in more than one category, but you can win in a category and also win a best overall. Uh, but Wilco broke the mold. This year is the first time that uh, best overall bar wasn't. And it's just kind of goes to what people vote for it for. Yeah. They just were voting for it in different things. And it didn't, you know, rise to the top of any of those. But best overall is obviously the best thing you could be. And I think people that is a go-to bar for a lot of people, both, you know, people in the industry and outside of is just a very comfortable area on person street to go and anytime any occasion so if you look around a bar and you see a golden shaker that has best bars on it sitting up on a shelf you'll know that that is that's the award we've given out for the last seven years for best overall bar yeah and so the golden shaker will be on the shelf and then that leads us to another big award which is best yeah. bartender 
I'm talk, you talk about tight voting. So this, this is only the second year we've done this. Um, our team spends about okay. six months picking a list. And this year we picked 10 bartenders. We did talk to the bar owners and say, we're considering this nominee because it's there's far more to being best bartender than just staying at the bar making good drinks. Um, that's important. Absolutely. But we want them to be, you know, good people to work with and we want them to to do their part and you know being a good employee all of those things that it, it it's an all-around package um and want to make sure the bars would would feel okay with us nominating them they don't get to choose them i think they're also um sort of revolutionary in the industry like you know bartenders don't just open beers you know or or mix drinks that have recipes they right. they they literally craft cocktails they come up with the next thing they all did that for our cocktail classic yeah um they did they did riffs on classics and we celebrated that and so i mean i, I think they're just sort of mad scientists right and, and, <laughs> and we get asked that question a lot because almost every bar in town would love to have one of their bartenders on the nominee list to mm-hmm. be considered and and so we really try to vet them. We spend a lot of time out anyway, mm-hmm. and we come across someone we think has a great personality, makes a great drink, seems to have good rapport, likes their job. Yeah, and if you think of, like, the top people in wine or sommeliers, right? Like, if there were a word for cocktailiers, that that would be this. Right. Like, they're at the top of their craft, and, yeah. they, and they're very established. So this year, but the voting this year— was out of control. Oh my gosh. And part of that was cocktail classic excitement leading up to it. But bartender of the year is Kelly Lynch from Watson Ward. So um, exciting. If you've not met Kelly, go in there, have a drink, let her make you a drink, talk to her. She is, um, all of our nominees were fantastic. Kelly's just, she's, I'm so excited for her. She wanted this. She's um, worked hard. She did really go the extra mile. She joined Gina on um, My Carolina Today. Mm-hmm. Um, leading up to the cocktail classic and all of the bartenders put so much into this. And I mean, they all really wanted it, but seeing her, you know, the hard work she put into it pay off. And I have to say, I don't know if it's like having two children and only one can win or something or having 10 children and only one can win. Yeah. But but this vote of the top two bartenders was less than 10. Yes. We, we literally had to like make sure we, and I mean, it's digital, so we're safe there, but we also just double checked all we the We made votes. sure there wasn't anybody who whose ballot they had, you know, had said any bar all the way down the right. same. We were exactly. just very careful about all the rules because it was that close. It was exciting, and she was pretty excited to get the trophy, see it, have fun. I mean, she's really excited. Yeah, and this is interesting, too, because Watson Ward is one of our bar winners, and it's been every year. And the trophy she gets, she gets one to take home, but we have sort of a Stanley Cup approach. Mm -hmm. So there's a trophy where, you know, um, Colby Cress from DRAM was last year's winner, and the trophy stayed in DRAM on a shelf very high up. So I've already talked to, yeah. to Niall that this cannot be where somebody can touch it, steal it, because bars are known to swipe other people's awards and play with each other. Um, but it has, you know, under Colby's name, it has her name in this mm-hmm. year. So it will be on display for the next year in Watson Ward. I kind of imagine, I have no idea where they're going to put it, but I kind of imagine my favorite part of Watts right now, it changes. But my favorite part is the very, very, if you go all the way through to the back, that leather room, I kind of picture it being back there. She said the other night, she wants it, she she goes, I wonder now if I have this, if we can put it in the middle bar and that oh. can be my bar. Well, there I you said, go. Well, I'm pretty sure you have the leverage to negotiate. Yeah. Rapid fire for you. Okay. Biggest surprise winner to you. 
that oh. maybe what, you know, that you were surprised by where they landed or? I, th- okay, can I have two? I think oh, my worst surprise uh, was the what we already talked about, seeing Wilco do best overall and not necessarily populate in another category. That kind of just blew our minds because that hadn't happened before. And then also, um, we well, this is giving another one away, okay. but uh, the team from Flask opened a bar in Cary, um, the side door. And that, the amount, and it, it hasn't been opened that long. And I mean, the amount of votes that bar got I mean, it just it blew that category away. So um, for for best suburb because mm-hmm. it's in Cary, so it's clearly a suburb. So that was good to see. They're doing good work. Yeah, I mean, and when I say it, it's a surprise, does it mean a surprise like you like bad, like no. bad yeah. at all? It's more like interesting, more interesting. And I think for me, um, the Davy was one. And and again, not a surprise. It's one of my favorite places, and I go there a lot. At but I was just glad that there. That their fan base rallied, voted, and got involved. Yeah, it was, you know, we were talking about that a minute ago. It's fun to think about how you categorize a game day bar and this breaks the mold. Yeah. You know, I it's mean, not it big, doesn't, it's not obnoxious, it's yeah, not, you know, like three stories or whatever. Potato skins and yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So if Kelly were out of it Thank and she God. were not best bartender, she wasn't even on the list out of the other nine. And don't, don't, you don't, you know who, uh, how tight it was. I'm I talking do. about of the other bartenders that you'd had a drink and witnessed yeah. them and spent time. Who would you have, <sighs> if you couldn't vote for Kelly? You're going to make me do one, aren't you? I am. You can only do um, one. Because you're going to make me do the same. Yeah, I just want to. Um, no, I'm going to do one. I think, and it's the mood of the moment, but in my current mood, I think Reese. I think uh, Reese, Annie Betty's, I think the the cocktail classic, and Nod, to them for winning um, People's Choice that night. That drink was just out of this world. <laughs> to tell you, most people had drinks left, not a lot of drinks left over. Reese's drink was gone at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. I went back to get one last one before I went on stage to give out the award. And he yeah. goes, I don't have any more. I said, you didn't even save me one? It was gone. Yeah, yeah. They they did a spin on a Tom Collins, which when you hear that, you're like, how do you win? And that's the point. I mean, it was amazing. And I I I absolutely agree with you. I get to pick another one. Um, I probably would say Ian Murray. Oh, and I'll yeah. tell you, Ian has been a bartender in Raleigh for a very long time and has just left foundation and is at Kingfisher in Durham. Mm-hmm. So we knew he probably wouldn't win because he, he left December first and you know, in terms of people being able to vote for him locally. But that gold rush that he did with Cook's Mill was my second favorite drink all oh. night. I loved it. I love that. Um, and, and I also think he did such a phenomenal job in the years at Dram. Mm-hmm. He just makes a great cocktail. And now that he's out of Raleigh, you know, he can't win. So, yeah. But the Tom Collins that Reese made has turned out to be my new favorite drink around town. Every time I go to a bar, I order a Tom Collins with gin. I mean, that's actually smart. I hadn't thought to do that yet because I'm still stuck in the, when you walk in and you don't see something on the menu, I'm like, what do I drink? I don't even remember anymore. Uh, spicy margarita. Well, exactly. That's what she drinks. Exactly. Okay. Who should be on the list that didn't make the list of bars? Who who do we personally like and where do we personally go that isn't on the list or that should have been? Because we can't 
we can't put them on the list if we want. Right. To be. I think a heartbreaker, and it was so close. Uh, Haymaker. They're they're usually on the list. Obviously, the activation of the miracle, which I do think yeah, is part of what, the issue. That's <laughs> they've spent so much time promoting miracle, and people think of them as the Christmas bar during that time period of voting. I think it actually hurts them. Yeah. I think mine is. Well, hurts hurts them for best bars, not hurts uh, no, the no, 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 no. Hurts them for the best bar voting. No, they're killing it. Um, I think bittersweet oh. is not on our list. But again, we can't pick the bars. And so it. I felt like that was um, a real miss by the public. And I have to tell you, we partner with United Restaurant Equipment, which if you don't know these people, they are the people behind every great bar and restaurant in this city. They've been around for 75 years, um, building kitchens, um, building bars, um, and they're fantastic. And even if you're not a restaurant or a bar, let me tell you, you want to stock your own bar, there's no reason to go to Crate and Barrel, Pottery Barn, or any of those places. Go there. Buy your bar tools. But I mean, I, I bought chafing dishes. It's just a great place to stock your personal bar or your personal kitchen. Um, you will love these guys. Oh, yeah. And I mean, they're just such a great group. Talk about a family business and a family-friendly business. And they've been at a, several of our events they've now. Been par- they've partnered with us every year to celebrate the bar and restaurant community. Yep. And we love these guys. Yeah, so. they, they really couldn't be more invested. So yeah. I love that. Cheers. Cheers. This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh insider. You can find copies of our magazine around town or subscribe for $10 for 10 issues. We'd love it if you gave this podcast a rating and review and share it with your friends. This podcast was edited and produced by Earfluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon. Want more of Raleigh Magazine in between issues? Visit RaleighMag.com and subscribe to our newsletters. They come out Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Five-minute read keeps you up to date. And especially on Friday, dish on this, where to eat, where to drink, what to do this weekend. Subscribe for free at RaleighMag.com.